When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody. Welcome to episode 1003 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by James Dean Raider. To my right, to my left, Tyler Meisinger. And to the way left, all the way out in California, a proper salute from Tyler, Ben Funky Askren. He has fled the state of Wisconsin. And now he's in California. Uh, I heard you're looking to, to relocate and you want to move to California. Can you confirm? I would never move to California ever. <laughs> oh, okay, so those rumors are not true. Not true whatsoever. There's no AWA SoCal incoming. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but I'm not oh. moving here. Okay, where in California are you right now, Ben? <laughs> uh, where am I? That's a great question. I'm right by <laughs> Santa Ana Airport. Oh wow! I flew in. I went to the hotel. I went to sleep. It was like two miles from Santa Ana Airport. You're probably in like Irvine, huh? That's my neck of the woods. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, oh baby, he used to live in Tell the airport. Tell me all the spots. That's right. I used to live in the airport. Yeah, it was a nice place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ben's here. He made the walk. He's not feeling good, uh, but he's still I'm here. I appreciate that, Ben. I'm not feeling great either. But you know what? We're persevering, uh, and podcasting is not for the faint of heart. But I want to uh, start with we got we have plenty to get to. We're gonna talk about Missouri, that whole thing. We're gonna talk about Iowa, Oklahoma State. I think the biggest news story of the, of the weekend is uh, the events that unfolded with Carter Starachi at the end of his match against Edinburgh, where if you haven't seen it, it's on Twitter, it's on BTM Plus, you can find it, just type Carter Starachi. Carter is working for the tech fall. He gets the tech fall. The guy kind of goes to his belly, and then kind of Carter sort of continues to wrestle through it because he wants to get the pin. And he ends up stepping over and ends up in an awkward position. And he gets hurt. And seemingly his knee is hurt bad. He had to be helped off the mat. He kind of fell back. It looked He looked to be in considerable pain. And so now it's, it's February 26th. And Carter's got two weeks for Big Tens. And then, you know, basically a month, a little less than a month before NCAAs. And... It's it's Carter watch. That's going to be the main discussion. It's the guy going for his fourth NCAA title, and now after this win, um, it's it's called into question. Hey, how available is he, and how bad is the injury? Uh, ben, what were your thoughts watching that unfold? Yeah, um, well, he's going to wrestle no matter what. I think that would be a good guess for him. Um, that that specific situation is where a lot of people get hurt. It's a jujitsu fifty fifty position where the legs are intertwined. Um, and the foot gets kind of bent up from the knee. Um, man, I've seen those where you're out a couple of days. And I've seen those where you're out six months. So there's kind of a wide swath of injuries that could happen from that thing. So I actually don't know. I have no predictions on how bad his is going to be. Would you say that? The, but the reactions are pretty similar. You said you've seen kind of both in terms of how long they're out. Yeah. But would you say the reaction, like we saw with Carter, where he's pretty immobilized, was, was, is comparable for both? 
Uh, yeah, I think it's always like really scary when you, and I don't know, maybe I don't know that he hasn't done it before, but I know the first time you do it, you're like, oh my God, it's blew up my knee. I'm so screwed. Um, so I know the first time I did that, it was like, I think I was out for like three weeks, but you know, I kind of thought like, oh my God, I just blew up my knee. I'm out for six months. Uh, you know, it was like three weeks. It wasn't fun, but, um, it wasn't the worst. And then I've had a couple of times where it was like three days, you know, where it'd be, it'd be hurt and then I'd be back. And I had one that was like five or six weeks. I've never had one that was really, really bad. Uh, but obviously like Peyton Mako hurt his knee like that. Maybe freshman year, he was out six months. Dang. So, yeah. you know, this is not uncharted territory for Penn state. They, they dealt with something sort of similar with Nolf back in 2018. I think it was 18. Yep. He had the Van Brill injury in a match. He was <laughs> dominating there and he had an injury default. That yep. happened January 28th, which because I, I went back and looked that up. That was so considerably more time to recover for Nolf in that situation. This is considerably less. That's obviously a factor. And Nolf, as you recall, if you recall, he ended up doing the injury default thing. I think he took the he had the double podium spot at Big yeah. Tens. Yeah, I think he actually Big wrestled. Yeah. He didn't do the Nick Suriano thing where he literally just one second injury default and medically forfeited out. I think he re wrestled a match and then yes, and then forfeited out. Um, well, it was him, wasn't it him and Kemmer on sixth place stand together? So maybe yes. he made the semis? Yes, a classic, uh, iconic picture. <laughs> two, two iconic. Then we, young with guns. the Suriano, we also got the classic. He's down in the room wrestling right now. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, we're, we're not going to get and, you know, understandably not get much information about this but i'm with ben you know i saw some people you know say, hey do they use bear claw do they yeah man i think you got it one carter's going you gotta go with carter and yeah I, I think unless he says i i literally can't i think he's he's gonna try what what is you know and it's so speculative right now like thinking this far ahead but you know he, this is a guy that wants to make the olympic team does this jeopardize trials in some way um how does this impact his decision to come back or not come back next year if he doesn't do well? Or, you know, there's a lot of variables and there's so much unknown, but that's where my mind went. Like, what? well, could he come back next year now if he doesn't do well, doesn't get his fourth, and he wants to come back and get that? I don't know. But obviously everyone wants yeah. as many healthy wrestlers as possible at the NCAA tournament. I hope we see that with Carter. And, um, yeah. yeah, crazy, crazy. I would and be shocked if he didn't choose to wrestle. You would be shocked if he didn't choose to wrestle? Yes. Yeah, I would Taze. be. I'll get Taze if he doesn't wrestle. Hey, I, I would <laughs> almost say sign me up for that, but I just don't. I have no interest in getting Taze, so why risk it? I don't even have to make the suggestion. <laughs> but I think uh, I'm with you. I think I think he tries it, and I think it'll be a really yes. – it could go down as a really exciting storyline going into maybe not Big Tens, but the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And Christian, you keep saying Olympic, uh, he's in trial for the Olympics, but there's no indications that he can make 74 kilograms. I know. Other than he so, says he, he's going to, so I don't know. I, I find him it. to be very... I just don't believe it. Yeah, I know. I know. We, 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 okay. We've talked at length that, that it seems like it's going to be really hard for him, but um, it's still an aspiration he's, he is given. So yes. I, think he's, I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt that... Yeah. For, for that so yeah what's also crazy about this is man i mean there's so much the senselessness of the situation 
you know, it's yeah. you're not get, it's a it's a throwaway match. It's a throwaway duel. You've already you already have the tech. The ref technically the kid rolls through could to his belly. It. The ref could have stopped it yeah. before and but they let it continue and that's when they you know, it's it's a little bit, you know, Carter's he obviously wants to go out with a pin, but once that guy kind of bellies down, you're out of near fall criteria yeah. and you can stop it. And he didn't stop it. And who knows what that non-stoppage may be stopped. So we'll see. We, we won't know. I, I, you know, I'm certain we won't know much until even big tens. And even at big tens, we could say, you know, they could say, listen, we can buy him two more weeks of recovery just by doing the oh, injury yeah. default thing. And like, the, the other thing is the, the seeding consideration. He'll get hit in the seeds if he does that. They they adjusted the rules so that you can't forfeit out of conferences without penalty. So he'll take a, a genuine loss there, and it'll hurt his seed because Makai is still undefeated. Now, even though we all saw yeah. that match, uh, they don't count it. So if it doesn't count, it doesn't count. So Yes. A lot, uh, a lot of variables, a lot of unknowns. But. That's an interesting discussion. How far, how hard do you hurt him? What, do you, what, what? Carter is say he goes wins one match at Big Tens or just completely entry defaults. Mm-hmm. Will clearly get at large. Uh, how, how far do you drop him? I don't think he goes too far. I think he would go behind. Um, I think he would go behind Makai. I think he would go behind um, DeVos, maybe, and he could be like. He's only twelve and zero, though. So is he going to get an auto qualifier? I think so. Twelve. 12 I thought he'd have fifteen. That's what I'm saying. He'll at least get that large, though. Do you have to have fifteen to get that large? Mm. Uh oh. I don't think so. No, I don't think you do. You have to get fifteen to get to. Get- Allocation. Yes, the allocation for your conference. But you can still get in the tournament with at twelve and 0, 12 and one, whatever okay. it'll be. Um Carter did win nationals with a broken hand. He did. Yeah. Kurt Angle won the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. Mm-hmm. So true. data. Okay, so get well soon, Carter. We'll you know, we'll keep you abreast of any news or information about about that all right let's move on unless anyone else has anything else Mm -mm. okay no no longer next topic wait now it's interesting it is interesting that that's a such a caveat now uh does iowa think about putting gabe arnold in at (laughs) once no look did you see how good patrick kennedy looked he looked he looked awesome he looked looked awesome you don't mess with that at all uh at all Gabe Arnold's your best 184 pounder. Anyway, um, also he weighed in at 183. I don't even know if he could be down to by Big Tens. Probably not. He weighed at 183.0. Uh, so let's talk about Iowa Oklahoma State. And it's interesting because you know Iowa, you know they they had a really impressive win, no no doubt about it. But this is like, it's almost. Like not it was Iowa's turn, but it was also Oklahoma Oklahoma State's turn. They've been undefeated all year. Every single team has taken yes. losses and wins, and it's like it's all jumbled up. And I, 
throw out all the Penn State losses because that's just it's immaterial to this discussion. But like Iowa has the yes. the Michigan loss, right, which looks bad, but not really. They beat Oklahoma State and Nebraska, which are great wins. Iowa's lost to uh, Nebraska, lost to Iowa, beat Michigan, NC State, Iowa State, lost to Oklahoma State and Iowa. They beat Cornell, Missouri, Arizona State, mm-hmm. NC State, lost to Oklahoma State, but they beat Nebraska. On and on and on. And, of course, Oklahoma State loses to Iowa, but they beat Iowa State, NC State, Missouri, Arizona State, and Michigan. Lost to Ohio State, Nebraska, and South Dakota State, but they beat Iowa. I don't remember any of those duels. You know what? <laughs> you don't remember the Iowa duel? I remember the Iowa one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. The so, losses, he's saying. Yeah, he doesn't remember the losses. Short memory. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like a quarterback. Yeah. So that's just kind of – that's what we've been talking about with this team race all year long. Is like all these teams, it's matchups, it's vibes, you know, it's where you're at in your training. Mm-hmm. And so, but I'll also say, this is kind of exactly how JD said the duel was going to play out. He's like, he yes. basically said, hey, all the toss-ups are edge Iowa. And that's basically exactly how it played out to a T. Um, yeah, literally. I actually team. thought Christian. Plus, I thought they went further. Iowa's way than expected. In yeah, okay. In which? Well, like say Frantic, um, Caliendo, uh, Kennedy. Those weren't really all that close. So yeah, for sure, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, to- I mean mm-hmm. Frantic. I watched his first takedown like four times. It was that was insane. It was like so beautiful. Uh, yeah. I thought, you know, I thought in those three weights, Iowa looked really good. I thought 25, I, that was not an encouraging performance by either guy, in my opinion. Like, they're not yeah. not attacking. Drake Ayala does not shoot yeah. a single leg anymore. I'm still highly concerned um, about yes. how, how well he can do long-term. He got the win. I don't think that was a pin. Um, but he, he got it done against Spratley, who's tough. Oh, in overtime? I don't know, bro. That might have been a pin. I no. They showed the replay from a, another angle, and it didn't look okay. like the one shoulder was ever down. All right, it was close. The first angle, I was like, slap the mat. But then Dayton mm-hmm. looked kind of. I mean, he got tired at the end of that match against Brody yes. Teske, because it felt. I remember at the beginning of the third, I said to Caleb, "I was like, bro, it feels like Brody almost has to get a takedown to." avoid the major. Like he's not going to be able to hold Dayton off for two minutes straight on his feet. Yeah. And then yeah. at some point the tide turned and Dayton was, was tired and wasn't able to yes. score again. So he looked good. I thought real looked good. Um, man, Voinovich, um, he just, he can get in so deep, but just has a hard time. Yeah. Finishing. So, Ratch is going to be the guy for Big Ten, yeah. though, right? Yeah, I think it was just giving him a little time off after the after the Zargo thing. Um, Finn's letting room service in. <laughs> He's getting his caviar delivered. See. <laughs> it's just just. Le- I had to get my other cup of coffee. <laughs> Christian, uh, yo, um, do you know you are one for five on picks for the Oklahoma State Iowa duel? I do know it that. It was bad. But you know <laughs> what? I did, you know, I was uh, sometimes, because I think I, all the ones I missed were on like Oklahoma State leans. Is that correct? 
Um, yeah, you were Oklahoma State heavy. So I was just yeah. like, I was just kind of like oh. feeling, I was just kind of going with the whole team thing. So it was kind of an all or nothing type of deal. Kind of came in. Except the, Arnold. You missed except Arnold. Arnold, yeah. Yeah. I didn't pick him to win, right? I just picked him no, to you, cover. No, it was a uh, plot. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I, uh, yeah, that, that missed. But then I was, I was also counting on Missouri participating this weekend. Cause I thought I thought I was gonna oh, get some man. of them back, but the Tigers, well, some of them, just none of the ones we know and yeah. love, uh, were available this mm-hmm. weekend. So that harmed me a lot in the pick'em category, and I think we should sure. have been responsible in the picks for that. <laughs> but we'll get to them. Uh, there, there are times. I don't know. How I bear any responsibility. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't know what excuse to make for them. Uh, I guess they've been really sick this year. It's kind of an issue. Hopefully they get over it and they're good for Big 12s and Nationals, but uh, I, I have no idea. Maybe Santa has a room better or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, it is weird because I feel as though – well, I've never seen anything like this, first of all. I um, know. My senior year, we had an illness like this. Uh, I told you about this. We had yeah, illness. And it was like literally one day there were seven people at practice out of 40, right? Um, and, uh, I think we forfeited five weight classes and I think I might've been the only starter to wrestle cause it was senior night. And I said, like, I don't care. I'm going to go out there, even though I'm really sick. It's not a big deal. Um, but that was the time I can remember, but I can't remember anything else like this. So it happens to Missouri. I've never heard of it happening to another team where the entire team is sick. Um, well, like Arizona state didn't bring almost anyone to that duel when they wrestled Mizzou earlier this year. Is that cause they were sick? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like at least Brian Smith went out and said it. He put it out there Thursday. That no, that I appreciate that. Was. I appreciated that. Um, yeah. But I do feel like illness has been more of a thing this year than I remember. At least we're just – I tweeted that, like, at least we're more aware of it because yeah. I think maybe, maybe in years past it's just like, yeah, he wasn't available. Now they're just like, no, he's sick. Carter was sick. Nagal was sick. Drake flew. Yeah. Real. Right? Real. Well, I don't – was he sick? Well, that's what people were saying. Yeah, I don't think he was sick. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that yeah, totally, totally strange. I, I guess. Do you want to talk about Missouri? Or do Not we, really. You know, p- people are saying Brian Smith orchestrated this entire thing just so Keegan didn't have to wrestle Carr. That he decided to sit yeah, out half cool. of his lineup and throw these two duels. Half. <laughs> That'll be quite the. Uh, the orchestration (laughs) yeah so that makes no sense to me whatsoever um but man it is two things can be true it is totally unprecedented to have like an entire weekend like this but also there's no scenario that they're ducking in my opinion at least uh but I, to, I, would, I don't see the argument on how it's going to benefit them but um maybe you guys could provide me with one yeah, I don't know. Well, Keegan is the clear number one, but he can't he can't do this at conferences, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, of course. Doesn't matter, they're gonna wrestle anyways. Yeah, so that was obviously really disappointing. Everyone was really excited for that match and you know, mm-hmm. no one makes the walk. And someone asked, I think there was a question about this, like how come people how can you have so much illness now but miraculously everyone's healthy in March? Well, I don't think they are. They just refuse to miss. Yeah. They'll just wrestle sick because yes. it's NCAs and there's 
either compete or your season's over. And it's like how we're saying Carter's probably going to wrestle. Yeah. But yes. If it was a duel, obviously he wouldn't. Exactly. Exactly yes. right. They kind of a weird year for Carter because he's been sick for like what sounds like a month, uh, according to that story on our freelancers with Travis Johnson, and then then he hurts his knee. So, kind of strange. I uh, I found the question that you said. It says, "How do wrestlers magically avoid contagious illnesses in March, but can't dodge them in November, December, January, and February?" Yeah, and I think like yeah. because people show up in March because they have to. Like the everything yes. else in the other months doesn't matter, like truthfully. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just an easy answer. What's the sickest yeah, you ever obvious. competed, Tyler? Um, I get sick. In high school, I won a league title with the flu. Wow. Yeah. Like Maybe. Michael Jordan, basically. Michael Jordan. <laughs> that was what, it. Was the first time I ever took Dayquil. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was that's like, actually this illegal. great. Is it? Yeah, you can't do that. Well, erase that. There's now an asterisk for your league title. <sighs> How many times did you win the league? Uh, I think like two or three times. Well, so I was a late. Like I didn't one start or two times until eighth grade. Wow. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that because <laughs> you bring it up all the time so that I'll say, wow, you got so good. I imagine <laughs> if you started earlier, Tyler, think how great you would be. Wow. Imagine if Will mm. Luan wasn't there at 57, you'd have been the All-American. I know. Yeah, I would have no, been an All-American. I would have been a national champ, probably. You probably would have won. Honestly, no, there's no way to know for sure. 2020. No for sure. I don't know what was going to happen in 2020. NCAs, but I know out of that pigtail win, Tyler Meisinger is getting the first takedown against Alex Marinelli. That's what happens after that, I don't know. Because Marinelli knows about those pigtail scares because he had JoJo Smith, I think, the year prior in the uh, mm-hmm. after pigtail. In the first round. He gave up the first like two or three takedowns. And I'm a comparable opponent. Yes. You are the JoJo Smith of, of Michigan. Yes. And Michigan. And Michigan. Indeed. Okay, so yeah, huge bummer. I thought I had more uh, thoughts on the Missouri. We game. didn't. We only talked about twenty-five and thirty-three on Oklahoma yeah, State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't y'all go? I'll stop. Look. Okay, forty-one. Uh, Real Woods wins a controlled match, but it's you know kind of close. Uh, so many of the Oklahoma State guys are uh, Spratley, Jamison, Williams, uh, Olejnik. They're so good with like a leg up in the air, chin wizard splits type position that they make it really tough to score on them sometimes sometimes like john smith said they just fall over like a building dude that was <laughs> that was do you hear his uh mid-match interview ben no it's incredible he was so fired up so oh, speak peak john it was it was great he, he was just so fired up after after them losing because they were losing He's like they're falling down like, a, and he like the simile didn't come to him, so he says built like a building. <laughs> he goes, uh, and then, um, and then Tom Brands gets asked. Both these coaches really. Pro- he's like, what? Shane asks, what did you like about your your three guys that got wins in the first five matches? He goes, I like that Michael Caliendo's about to wrestle. Like, what <laughs> yeah. happened? What did you like about the three guys that wrestled? Well. About those three guys, I like that Michael Caliendo's about to wrestle. So I don't know which response. He kind of always does that, I feel like. Yeah. Doesn't he? Oh, on his belt check. Absolutely. Yeah, he's not going to. On to Cincinnati. Yeah, he's on to. The next thing is Michael Caliendo. That's where his head was at. Um, And Michael Caliendo looked really, really good. He looked really good. He looked slick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Olenek now kind kind of been coming back down to earth now. The Caliendo loss isn't really yes. 
necessarily evidence of that because he lost to him last year, but he has the hall loss and now it's like maybe a little yeah. returning to the Keegan cars. That's four losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he's 65 is, is nasty. He's going to be a dog fight to place again this year. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts, Ben, on, on Oklahoma State as a potential second or third place team after this performance? Does it change? Um, I, I think I kind of was on the record saying it's going to be tough for them because they don't have very many guys who are really, really high up there, like Dayton and Dustin Plotter, probably the guys that you could see placing top three. And I think they have a hard time getting anyone else in the top three. They could sneak a bunch in like six, seven, eight, but yeah. unfortunately that doesn't get you enough points in NCAAs. You're, you're going to need – Probably three or four, top three, four guys. Yeah, I agree. What do you think they should do yeah. at heavy? What do you think Iowa should do at heavyweight? They use Ben Keeter. Mm. Keeter got the win over Doucette. Yeah. I mean, he's not great, uh, but to your point, he's probably going to play professional football at some point. So, yeah, I agree. You might as well use him. I disagree with your Gabe Arnold take. I don't think they should use Gabe Arnold. I think they should save him for one more year. I do think that you should been you should use Ben Keeter because he's gonna go play the NFL someday. Yeah, I don't think it's a ridiculous position on Gabe. I just think Yeah. This year is a year is it is an uncommon year and why not have another scorer there? Um yeah. why? you've been you're you're dealing with a totally unprecedented <clears throat> gambling, you know, suspensions that have that are ruining your team's chances, you know. Yeah. Not, title contention but trove the basically a guaranteed trophy they would for sure have the second best team by a long shot so why not you have the ability to overcome that and i think you use yeah. someone like gabe to well, help show Assad that coming back next year what's that is Assad coming back no i don't think he can okay he's done he's done but ne- but nelson could be back yeah. And then you, where's Kennedy going to go, obviously? I guess down to 57? I don't know. Caliendo. That's going to be tough. So Caliendo and Kennedy both certified at 57. What? That They're cheating. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the, certifications, the certifications are dumb, so I'm fine Who don't with you think, cheating on I that. I mean, Kennedy for sure. That doesn't surprise me at all. When I saw him in the fall. Really? Oh, my gosh. He was so small when I saw him in the fall. I was like, is he? I was literally like, he put some size on. Not much. Braden Thompson, I thought dwarfed him. Really? I thought he, well, that's my opinion. Oh. I thought he looked a lot bigger. Yeah, I, I thought he looked big and thick and strong, um, like a solid, like a solid seventy-four. Maybe not a huge seventy-four, but um, no, fine. And he's obviously wrestling fine. So um, moving down two weight classes—that's seventeen pounds, bro. That's that is that's kind of an insane amount of weight to cut. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, with with them but mm. you know if and that's the thing and you get a year of flexibility f- for next year yeah where mm-hmm. that you're not going to have because you have to wrestle gabe arnold next year guaranteed yeah um if you if you redshirt him this year or it gives you flexibility with angelo you can redshirt him or i don't know i think yeah i think it would make sense. you don't have to cut kennedy down to to 157 you can leave him at at 74 i don't know i i think there's a lot of reasons it makes sense I, go get second that's that's a 
a real accomplishment. I think Iowa should should pursue it to the best of their ability, and I think that involves Gabe. Um, yes. You know, so I did not think it was an impressive performance. I didn't think he even tried to win the match, honestly. I th- well, that's what I was going to say. I thought you were going to yell at me. And, and no, I'm not going to yell at you because I, 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 honestly, the reason I, I've cooled on my perspective, even though he's obviously their best 84 pounder, the reason I've cooled on it is like, man, he's going to be in a lot of matches like that. Now, Dustin Plot is kind of the clear number two, or he's the, he is the number two. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how clear it is. Yeah. But, um, it's pretty clear. But if he's gonna wrestle, he, if he wrestles a Lenny Pinto, if he wrestles a Plot, uh, other guys, if he's, I don't think Gabe wants to wrestle from behind, and I don't think that's his style. He's got to stay in front. If he gives up an yes. early takedown, I think it's gonna be really tough for him. And we saw there, he couldn't even be get to the second level to generate something. And so for that reason, yeah. you know. Well, I, th- I think it could support but him. At the end, he didn't even really shoot Kirsch in the last 20 that's, seconds in the match. That's what I'm saying. He, he couldn't get to that. He couldn't five. get to the point where he could get to the point of shooting, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I did not think that that was not an encouraging performance. And I do understand. I Yeah, it made me feel like, all right, well, I would get it if they decide it. Then again, I, I still think he could make make some noise in place and would be yeah. their best performer at 184. But I get it. And also, he has to yeah. want to do it too, right? Yes. And I don't know if that's the case. You know what's crazy is if if Carter Starachi's season was over, Penn State lost 20 points in our rankings. Yeah. And then if Iowa added 15, let's say 15 for Gabe if he took third, and let's this is also a stretch, 15 for Keeter if he took third, Wow. Penn State would still oh, be ahead on, of right. Iowa by 20 points in our rankings. That's insane because those and, are such and, stretches. And, yes, and Penn State pulled out Van Ness also. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's it's nuts. Yeah, totally wild. Um, John Smith had a great press conference afterwards. He was he was dis <laughs> he was disappointed and discouraged, but also candid and awesome and very John Smith. He was talking about how like Iowa had been bruised, and you could tell he's like. Like we hadn't, we have now. Like, almost like yeah. you know, kind of needed to to take a lump. And they certainly did. Unfor- he, you know, it was unfortunate for them as it happened at, in front of an epic, awesome crowd that was ready to just, yeah. you know, pounce on Iowa at, at every step. But mm-hmm. Iowa's had some really nice dual moments this year. Although they they've had some down ones particularly Michigan, I think was the nadir of their uh, season. But what do you think happened there? Just match up not well, didn't wrestle? Michigan's just a freaking awesome, sick, cool team. <laughs> it's just an absolute juggernaut. It's an absolute juggernaut. It will not be denied. Actually, uh, while we're on this topic, I it is officially conference season, oh. conference tournament season. Oh, you can't take your shirt off Uh-oh. on this show. This is a uh, 2022. There you go. Put it right. Yep, your nail. 2022 Big Ten Champion shirt. I don't know if you guys. Do you guys remember who won the Big Ten Championship in 2022? I actually only remember NCAs. It's so weird. That's so crazy of you to say. <laughs> that was oh, crazy. Oh, got to zoom in. Oh, uh, okay, it's gone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love the, wow. the snip snap, Tyler. You're just nailing this. I just want to be the first to say how great you're doing. Wow. That was a crazy conference tournament because. Michigan, what did they have to do? I'm sure Tyler will tell us all about it. Michigan had to win all the, all these different Amin scenarios, and, and Amin had to beat Brooks. Yeah, it basically came down in the finals. Miles had to beat uh, Brooks 
if he lost, Penn State would have locked up the title, and then Miles won. But then Patrick Bucky also had to beat Jacob Warner for third. Yes, she did. That was another thing. That was a weird. That, uh, that was a great tournament. I remember the the big storyline out of that tournament was everyone was forfeiting out. Everyone was freaking out because we had like we had like one or two forfeits in the Big Ten finals. Yeah, I remember that. That wasn't great. That was when uh, like Cassiope forfeited to Gable in the finals, right? Yep. Yep. Ironman forfeited. It was just a great tournament. It was good. I love that tournament. (laughs) That was fun. Lincoln's great. Okay. Any other further Iowa, Oklahoma State thoughts? Um, no, I have none. Okay. Shout out to the Oklahoma State fans showing up. That was that was awesome. Huge crowd. Yep. Huge crowd. Okay, let's talk. Um, I guess we've kind of exhausted the uh, the duck situation. We didn't talk about uh, Bastida putting it on Elam though. Bastida beat Elam. Oh, he, oof! I don't talk about that one either. He's been, <laughs> hey, he, can he go? With, can he go with Kirkfleet? Let's let's see him and Hendrickson in the Big Twelve Finals first. I know. Great Before we, hero. yep. It's great because we get to see Younger just kind of eat his way up the food chain and pass all these tests, and then we'll see, like he's beaten Schultz, he won CKLV, beat Davison, um, now he's beaten Elam. Why didn't he go up earlier? He's such a better heavyweight. Skyler was good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's he should have went up and got bigger instead and I kinda, of Skyler get lost. Yeah, beat it. I kind of also wonder yeah. if they knew he was going to be this great at heavyweight. Yeah. Um. Also, I never watched him and thought this guy is way too big for 197. I didn't either. Yeah, that was the story. That's why, because we saw some of his performances tail off. Really did. Yeah, in March, and they said just cutting too much weight for too long. Yep. I definitely What's he weighing in at heavyweight? Uh, I don't know. Actually, he's in the probably th- the 30s. Which someone pointed boy. this out. There was a. I got a question about this with Greg because everyone talks about how big Greg is. He weighed like 242 at what? At the tool. Yeah. For real? He yeah. looks bigger. I I think it's he's like on the creatine. <laughs> creatine? I don't know. He's just like looks huge. He like anchor well, arms or I, something. Yeah. I I think he's um I think his length, he's just got long arms. He's physically imposing. He's tall. And he looks like he's more filled out than maybe he is, but he's also really lean. So he looks a little more intimidating. And also heavyweights are just smaller. I think generally now for sure so he looks he looks big though. wait hold on hold on hold on hold i got a correction okay holding um i think you guys marked the winners down wrong on f for all pickums um the line was woods three and a half and woods only one by three so woods is the incorrect answer and Tegan's the correct answer. Oh. So JD gets one more wrong and we get one more right, Chris. That is JD fixing the results. Oh. JD was the only one that got that Dana. one right. I wish we could I do like a spotlight effect. Jay-Jay. We could start interrogating. I could start smoking a cigarette. Yes. Where's the taser when we need it? This is, re- this is get ridiculous. Get the taser out. I don't know where that taser is. They're getting at. close. Look at That's the face of a liar, folks. You can trust this you man. Pull, you, t- you make one thing green instead of red, and everybody freaks out. <laughs> yeah. Tell it to the judge. Also, I'm already uh, mad at right. JD because he's wearing fully intact shoes. 
Sorry, sometimes I do. What is uh, that? He went and got new shoes. There you go. New shoe goofing. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You think you know a guy. Okay. All right. All uh, the shoes. Your producer's having fun using the camera. Oh, yeah. Stuff today. Nikki's just showing off right now. I'm assuming it's Nikki. He's a big, big. Probably. Yeah, look, he's just saying F words in my ear. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know who else ducked? You know who else ducked? Who? That coward Dylan Palacio. <laughs> I don't know how my man got his name on the bracket. My man got his name on the bracket. They didn't wrestle nobody. I wonder if he's he's just doing the qualifier. Because, like, RBY was in there, too. Mm -hmm. Would you have to weigh in to get your name on the bracket? That's like, what I was I wondering. Like if you didn't yeah, RBY in. pulled uh, his name early. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, wait. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He yeah. was on the bracket and wrestled no matches. All right. Well, I'll say this. If he doesn't wrestle at the qualifier, Dylan Palacio has officially ducked you. Because we were going to do all expenses paid trip for Dylan to come to Austin, Texas and face Ben Askren. And uh, he, oh, yeah. Hey, how bad was, how bad was Pan Am's though? I mean, I mean it was someone awesome was, you love America. Someone was uh, texting me about it. I was like, he's like, dude, Spencer. I was like, I don't think this tournament's as tough as a soldier salute, guys. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's literally not. So, I mean, we go and we stunt. Uh, let's let's stunt at the qualifier at fifty-seven and sixty-five. Then I will give yeah. freestyle stunt to the women. Kind of got stunted on a little bit. Adeline lost. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Again? Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, men's freestyle. I think we won every match by tech fall or pin. Yeah, we've done that before, I think, but that's insane. Crazy. It's kind of sad. I wish it would be great. I wish Cuba yes. was good. They're not. They've fallen off considerably. Yes. Honestly, the only thing that's going to make it good is us exporting more talent to other nations. Yep. Let's do it. Let's have some fun, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad they. I'm, I'm glad they won. Nikki. Nikki Freestyle, Nikki Handsome Tuesday, qualified for Olympic trials by winning Pan Ams. Mm -hmm. So congrats to him. We'll see him at the at the trials now. Speaking of, that's actually why I'm here in California. I'm uh, I'm investigating Handsome Tuesday. Trying to get, uh, <laughs> no reason behind it. Hey, we had a Handsome Tuesday question. Do you want to yeah, ask yeah. that? Let's get to it. We had a Handsome Tuesday question. It says, "What do you think the chances are of another Handsome Tuesday this week?" And do you think Ben was out of line questioning JD's dedication to Handsome Tuesday when he's clearly the most handsome on the show? In parentheses, no offense, Tyler. Okay, well, I'm actually offended. JD handsome? What? Yeah. Listen, I, I think we have four, you know, JD's got that rugged handsome. Uh, <laughs> Ben's caveman cute. Uh, he, caveman cute. Tyler's Cali cool. I'm just kind of your, your, your classic classic handsome <laughs> classic. if i could be so if i could be classic so humble handsome. um i think handsome tuesday is here to stay we're uh, getting a slow push on christian and oh never mind i think i i you know it's, it's not bad you're like, <laughs> you're like nerdy cute yeah <laughs> what shut up if i didn't wear glasses i'd probably still look kind of nerdy but you look worse without your glasses i'm gonna be so honest with you what <laughs> worse <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah 
put it back on. No, I'm not. I'm not going. You know what? I might do the rest of the show without my glasses because it's not that important. <laughs> Just you look kind of weird. I don't respond well to strict directives. And if you tell me to put it on, I just I'm I'm not gonna wear them even harder. Okay, leave them off. Crap. <laughs> now, I, now I'm really in a pickle. I'm just gonna do it when I don't feel like. All right. Okay, do whatever you feel like. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. But I think Handsome Tuesday's here to stay. Candidly, I hope it comes back tomorrow. Yeah, I think it will. You'll have to let us know what. It's a high probability king, so it's gonna be a Handsome Tuesday. <laughs> Tyler screamed so loud. I was across the desk looking at something with Bray. And Tyler just goes, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Handsome Tuesday. And so we all went to our phones and computers to watch it. And it was mm-hmm. great. All right. Be nice. <laughs> Say hello. It's almost time for Acapulco. <laughs> well said, Nicholas. All right. And that was a question from James Dean's best man, Anthony Mancini. In, in this show, Tyler, we, unbiased, give, unbiased. We, we give credit to the question asked. Well, I thought that giving credit might uh, reduce the compliment that JD was given a little bit. So I was, No, it'd be your own people. <laughs> and if you're called... That could have came from anybody. Could have been anybody. Could have from anybody. It's, just, it's just general sentiment. I put the glass Wait, back. let's talk about that Ridge call. Yes. <sighs> My brothers. <laughs> Listen, shout out to the pirate... Shout out to the pirate Arjun, who... Uh, because if you don't have Pac-12... Like, I don't know, their crazy cable plan. You can't. You, it was hard to yes. find this duel, and or if you were watching Iowa Oklahoma State, like a like a good citizen, you missed this. And so I was like, I need to watch this match because it's huge. Kyle Parko beat number one Ridge Lovett, who was undefeated this season. I need to see this match. And so Parko comes out. He gets a left side underhook, throws it by, nice takedown. And then we go to the third period, and it's three to one, three to one. Yeah, yeah, it was three to one, um, or was it three to two? Yes. Well, he got an escape. I think it's three two because the stall made it four two. Entering the third period, it was three to one, but then Ridge got an escape, so it was three to three two. Okay, yes, so it's three two, Parco, and I just I can't not color this with my opinion, but Ridge, they lock up. It's a whistle start. Boom, Ridge ties up with him. Kyle does at one point. Six straight backward steps to the boundary. He circles back in. Ridge gets to his underhook. He circles him back out. He backs him out of bounds. And Ridge gets hit for pushing out, stalling. And now it's 4-2 Kyle Parko. And my opinion is this was a not good call. I do not think you hit Ridge Lovett for stop. Ridge Lovett is trying to score. You could say he's maybe trying to gimmick whatever. He's trying to score, and Kyle Parko is not. Kyle Parko has a responsibility to stay on the mat. There's a reason they were at the edge to begin with. And what happens afterwards, I believe it's it's on Kyle Parko to not get backed out of bounds in an underhook. Ben, I'd like your thoughts. Yeah, yeah but, uh, I mean, the part that I don't like is how hard Ridge is trying to push him out. It's, yeah. It feels as though if he gets this push out, he gets a point for sure. Now, calling it the other way is, is kind of dumb, in my opinion, but it's also like, Guys, this is not a point. This is not a freestyle. These are not push-out points. So, like, do some real wrestling. Try to get a takedown. And I actually felt like at that point in time, Parko was really, really trying to stay in very, very Parko was, was circling a little bit. Here's what I think actually the right call would have been. I think you go action there. Because, yes. and because Parko, you can sort of see, is sort of circling to his left a little bit. But what here's what always bothers me is like the 
ignoring of everything that led up to that point. Yes, but that's fair. There's a reason they're at the edge right now. Like Ridge yeah. would probably love to stand in the center of the mat and wrestle out of his underhook against Kyle Parko. That's what he wants to do. Because, I mean, he does want a stall point there. Kyle was warned, yes. and, and he wants that stall point. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But um, at the same time, I think, I think you can go action. I think you can go Parko stalling. I just don't think you can call Ridge Lovett for stalling. Because stalling means you're, yeah, you're, not, you're not trying to score. That's what stalling means. Was Ridge? Yes. Tell me this. Was Ridge Lovett stalling? JD, because I know you agree with uh, this call. No, I do not. Oh, yeah, 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 you do. No, I just wasn't as hard on it as you. I was more in Ben's camp where I'm like, he is obviously just trying to push him out of bounds. And in the rules, it says you cannot push or pull your opponent out of bounds. Now, it also says that you have to, uh, you have the duty to like stay in bounds. You can't just walk off the mat. So it's kind of a catch-22 type of situation. You, there was a bad call. You shouldn't call stalling there on Ridge. Maybe uh, maybe action. I don't like when action is called. It feels like normally they call um, the guy who goes out of bounds for stalling. So I don't like when you go action when it's late in a match just because you don't want to put a point on the board. Or I just want more. Yeah. I mean, this is I've, I've shredded this rule since the moment it was announced because of scenarios like this. Mm-hmm. It's a dumb rule. Whoever came up with it. I get it. Actually, I don't. Horrible rule. Bad and totally inconsistent interpretation. Cowardly to not just go step out and remove the ambiguity of the call. Stay in bounds. If you don't stay in bounds, you're penalized. That would be so much simpler than this nebulous situation we have where a guy can back out of bounds and somehow be rewarded with a point. He got Kyle Parko got a point for backing out of bounds. This happened. Live I, on I national television. I don't know if he backed out. I like. I think that if out. you're if you're rich, you're obviously really frustrated because that call never goes that way. Like all year long, guys yes. have been pushing people out, mm-hmm. and usually the other guy gets the stall call. The rule is technically in the rule book. Technically, Ridge could be called for stalling there, so it's not necessarily a wrong call. But if you're Ridge, it's like what the ha- like this never happens, you know? So. I I see I see both sides. <laughs> I don't wow. want to be both sides. We'll say if that's a heavyweight match, I bet they don't call push. Well, I was just about to say the irony of ironies yeah. is that Colton Schultz does this so much to people. He gets to an underhook, yes. he backs them straight out of bounds. They're they're probably trying to get back in, but he's so dominant in the position, yes. he gets so many stall calls. And I think it I don't think he shouldn't get them. But the idea that Ridge Lovett doesn't and it's the Arizona State flip dynamic thing. I'm like, what the heck I think, are we doing? I think just like watching this position, the only difference is that Ridge's underhook, his all of his weight is forward, and he's like put like it's not like he's standing up with yeah. the underhook and like trying to go, trying to like pump, pump the uh what punch the underhook yeah, up. It up, pump it louder, it, yeah, pump it louder. He's like really all of his weight is forward, pushing, pushing, pushing. He's quiet not trying pump. to jack it up at all. No. Um. Do I like if you're rich, it's like so frustrating. Yeah, obviously. you're like, what the heck? Um, yes. yeah, he should just learn how to shoot, also. <laughs> and that I think for help. if you're the fans too, you want you want that match to go to overtime, like that would be that would have been way more fun. Now, yeah. I will say it doesn't necessarily go to overtime. I know 
Ridge then got a stall, or Parco got called for stalling uh, shortly after that, which gave uh, Ridge a point. But yes. because of the stall point, Parco won. But if Parco knows he has to engage for the I'm saying if the, the stall went the other seconds. way, if that stall call went yeah. the other way, it would have gone to overtime. Even the action call maybe sends that match into overtime. Potentially. Yeah, but that call aside, now ranking seeding conundrum at 149 because Henson beat Parco, Parco beat Ridge, Ridge beat Henson. Uh, but Parco also has a loss to unrostered, I believe, Ty Whalen of Princeton, but not because they, they're a little workaround. Um, so how do you rank this? How do you seed this? What's going to happen at conference? Now, every, of course, it's all immaterial because if Kyle Parko and these guys don't win their conferences, then, you know, it'll reshuffle. But those guys will all be favorites to win their conferences. So how are they going to determine who's number one is notable? Yes. All right. I'm, I still, stalling aside, Parko got the takedown. Ridge didn't. Yeah. Parko, yeah. So he made Ridge, never gave Ridge an opportunity on top. Which is which is wise. I thought, you know, I wonder if you go back in time, does Ridge just take top and see what happens? But when you when you can't just get it done with a ride out, it's so much pressured for the turn. Um, yes. I, th- I kind of thought Ridge got the initial attack to a stalemateable position. And then I don't know if he like relieved. Did you watch that, Ben? I did not. Well, awesome. <laughs> My bad. Um, I did not have a good gauge on this match. I, I made Ridge like a three and a half, four and a half point four favorite. Four and a half. Yeah, I, I really thought Ridge was. Uh, he had been wrestling really well. And I don't know. I mean, Kasek, that he showed some holes there. I mean, that's a true freshman one forty one pounder that pushed him to the brink. Yeah. Um, I mean, he won. He got it done. Christian. Hey, how have you not brought up by now? Have I not brought up what? Richie Figs. Richie yeah. Figs back from the dead. Undertaker back man back in the national title hunt. <laughs> Literally, he actually is by proving he is mm-hmm. viable. I mean, he beats Luke Stanish and he beats Caleb Smith this weekend. Um, that's that's very promising. Oh, well, he's gonna get like a. 22 seed or something though. yeah it's gonna be insane um yeah. but it doesn't matter the seeds are really i know we say it the stupid wrestling yeah. cliches that the seeds don't matter they really matter a lot but in this one they actually don't yeah. not at 125 they actually yeah, don't matter um i i think he's still you know he's not scoring a ton um i think i don't know who's gonna win this weight obviously but I'm going to err on the side of someone that's got like consistent offense that, that fires. That's why I think I've been riding with Ramos since this, I forget when I made that video. Like it was like November, December. That was a while ago. Um, a while ago, but I'm still riding with him. And he is still number one, but he just has, he just seems to have the most ways to score, even though he's certainly yes. pregnable. I believe he feels like a guy who also feeds off of the energy of, a crowd like a national tournament stage yeah. like he he really seems like he just loves it i hate the term gamer because i think it's just like stupid but um like he really two two times last year everyone talks about the spencer match but he was dead to rights against killing cardinal 
all but and dead to rights against Trombley yeah. all but and he found ways to win and that experience I do think is is notable I've always liked Matt Ramos ever since I went to the Southern Scuffle last year and I was recording one of his early matches and he picked a guy up and did a 900 and then set him back down. <clears throat> that was that was a very cool, <laughs> that was cool. It's a rare 900. You really, you really put on for the camera. Matt Ramos and Tony Hawk are the only two people that have hit a 900. <laughs> it's true. The only yeah, ones. Yeah. So that's actually I take it back. There was a Greco wrestler. I showed you this guy. That Greco guy oh, yeah, in 2015. That's his move. It happened right in front of me. I was like, what is happening? Greco was actually really lit that tournament. It was really fun. <laughs> but he spun him around. I think he was, a, I think it might have been Hartonian, but I, don't hold me to it, guys. Greco, Greco people. But he spun the dude around in the air at least four times. And with the helicopter. Yes. Okay. So yeah, Richie Figs back from the dead. Jacob Camacho also back, not dead. And it looks like he's going to be their guy. He had, a, he had that lull. Don't know if that was a weight thing or whatever, but he looked good against... against a 30-minute warning. warning, by the way. 30-minute warning. We've been so warned. Um, yeah. Camacho's back. It's just that everyone... Who looks terrible right now that we thought would be good this year? Because now it feels like everyone is kind of doing good right now at 125. Yeah. You've been hard us. on Drake. Huh? You've been hard on Drake. I'm hard on him because I know... I know I've seen what he can do. And I... I know his I know his skill set. And I've seen how he can win matches and like how he can win with pace and he's not putting you're not putting pressure if guys aren't almost getting scored on a lot and if you're not attacking and he's not he's not attacking his best attack. Nico Provo all the way down at number twenty. He's one. Yeah. yeah, he's one. He's crazy. Not, he's not recovered. Anthony Noto all the way down at twenty one. Okay, those two have Oh my god. Pretty shocking. Those were both guys that were ranked number one at one point this year. And they're now they're so both crazy. twenty and twenty one, which is pretty nuts. Ludicrous. Uh, Ventresca, he he is literally dead because Cooper Flynn. He's not literally dead. Well, didn't he get injured or something? Well, he's out for a year. Yeah. He's out with injury, which is actually not death, <laughs> um, as I've been uh, studying. But he was another guy. He was preseason top four, and then yeah, did not start off well before getting injured. Oh, we haven't talked about. Uh, other than Camacho, Virginia Tech, NC State, Friday feels like a year Amazing ago. Duel. Great duel. Congrats to the Wolfpack. They got it done. It looked like, man, I'm trying to think. They start at 49. Early, it looked like Tech's going to do it. Um, because Henson beat Arrington. Uh, Scott Hippolito wound up being a decision for Scott. And then 65, definite swing match. And Brady for Tech won it. 74, Makai wins handily. And then they get an upset from TJ Stewart over Dylan Fishback, which was oh, huge. I was on that one. And then... Um, Big time. Yeah, I think TJ's dad has been hitting up literally everyone who picked against TJ in that match <laughs> and seeing them personalize tweets. Um, party time. Party time, yeah. And so TJ gets that win. You're like, wow, this is... Everything has gone... Pro Virginia Tech at that point, and then Trent does what he does, getting the tech, and then a late win for uh, NC State at heavyweight, Treffin over Mullen. I was really sad that Trent Hydley did not punch himself in the face in his last duel ever. Uh, as yes. a call it, I don't, duel ever. I don't want him to punch himself anymore. In when it's in victory, it's awesome. 
But it just makes him want to do it more. When he does it in victory, <laughs> he wants to do it in defeat is my worry. I was I, I, I don't want to skip over Trent because I, I just really thought the whole they had like a whole celebration for him. I thought yeah. it was, seeing what he means to NC State, I thought it was really cool. The send off they gave him at that duel. I thought it was awesome. You know, as great as wrestlers that they've had at NC State, I feel like he's been more of a face of that program than than anyone. Even yeah. though he's he hasn't won a title or multiple titles like Quiz or his brother Hayden or, or Darian, it's, it feels like he's just been the the heart and soul of that team. And it, he's the beneficiary of extra years there, right? But man, he's just such. It really prides himself on on entertainment and effort. He's great. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do yes. at NCAAs and on the freestyle scene. I mean, people forget what this guy did at the Feral. Just be ringer. Kinchadzi. Kinchadzi. Crazy match. Uh, he beat someone good. That's awesome. The match for that was like crazy match. So he's really good. And plus, know. most importantly, he once again made raising the roof cool. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, people uh, people wrote off raising the roof for years. People said it can't be done. Don't even try it. Christian sold stock on it. I sold it. I listen. I I won't lie. Mm-hmm. I had it for a while, and I said it's not coming back. And he made it not only back, but he made raising the roof cool. Yes. But if anyone else tries it, it's rarely cool. Uh, the NC State guys <laughs> can do it. They can do it. Yeah. I wonder if the raising the roof will continue after he's gone. Is that know. just going to become an NC State thing? What's I wonder? What's something else they could ironically bring back? What's up? What's uh, a move? What if they all just busted out the worm. the worm? The worm. The worm. The Macarena? The Macarena. I think the Macarena never left. Macarena never left? <laughs> Not if you party with me. <laughs> <laughs> what a line. That's true. That's true. Bayside Boys remix only, though. Oh, really? Okay. He's a traditionalist. Never heard that. Was it Lost Del Rio? Was that the original artist? I can't remember. I don't know how you know all this stuff anyways, JD. <laughs> but then, uh, but yeah, then Jimmy Mullen and uh, Owen Treffen. Yep. I, thought, I thought Jimmy Mullen was going to win that match. Yeah. Seemed like it was possible. Lost it late. Mm-hmm. And then the pendulum swung, and then Tech couldn't get a back, back a, hold, a hold of it. Um, Camacho beats Flynn. Close. I mean. Uh, I won. Five, oh yeah, no, I'm thinking about Latona Arini, where Latona yes. is so close on the reversal that would have given him the win, and he just couldn't get him down. What were your thoughts on that part, Ben? Well, I was sad that I lost the pick and I felt like you kind of punked me on it. And I, um, you know, right when you said that, I'm like, hey, he's kind of right. I should change it. But then I'm like, I don't want to be weak and change it just as Kristen said. <laughs> I probably should have changed it because you were totally right. Well, I mean, you were you were basically one sequence from being correct. Um, he was right there to win huh. that match. No, no, because it was uh, uh, the line was Arini negative two and a half, so he would have had to win by three or more. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. people in the chat are talking about how Trent also had the hoagie celebration. Yeah, this guy's he made sandwiches cool. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, the sandwich is oh the most basic. Man, I, I get mad. I get mad thinking about that. Who's number one? When that ref tried to like stop him from eating the sandwich and like <laughs> just control, it's like, would you relax? It's an exhibition match. Let him have, let him eat it. Let the kid eat a sandwich. Let, a, let the kid. What's eat wrong with men eating a sandwich? What's wrong with sandwiches? Now you got a problem with sandwiches. Mm-hmm. 
Do you see, we actually got a question from somebody if college basketball should take a page out of wrestling's book and take away team points for court storming. <laughs> Hell no. Get out of here. Could you imagine making a game-winning three and then they take away your point and you lose the, you lose the game? Terrible. Court storming is, is fine. Listen, here's, here's a reality check on court storming. There's only an issue because the loser teams do loser stuff and the K- sorry, Iowa fans are going to absolutely <laughs> rampage. Caitlin Clark initiated oh. that contact. She flopped. She, 100%. And the Duke <laughs> dude was sad and tried to trip the guy. If you just make your way off, I've never, listen, I'm not saying it's never happened. I'm saying I've never seen it where the losing team, if they just make their way off the court and get out of there, ever anything bad happens. But now they get in their feelings. They're salty. I, I kind of root for chaos. Like if you're going to storm the court, you, you get oh you come close to a player. You, you remember, catch one. Hey, you remember when LeGarrette Blunt yes. straight up <laughs> knocked out a Boise State fan? That's what I'm saying. Storm the court at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, but he like that guy hit him. Hit LeGarrette. That's when all right, you kinda yeah. he shouldn't have punched him in the face because you're LeGarrette Blunt and you're just a monster. Ben is just checked out. I'm sorry, Ben. I know you don't even know any I'm of just saying it, Christian. I'm it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm giving I, you a pass. I don't know who your game is either. So. I know. I know. And storming the court is when fans run on the court after <laughs> a game. That's cool. I did that once in Mizzou, and then we carried the goalpost to uh, Harpo's. Nice. That was fun. That is fun. Yeah. No, I am pro court storming. They shouldn't do anything about it. Get off the game, students. You you know you should, you know leave the players alone, the losers, and celebrate with with the homies. Um. But yeah, that's that's my thought. There have been two times where there's been court storming this year, and it's all like, do we need to? How long? How long before there's a change here? What's it gonna take? And it's like, well, it'll take Caitlin Clark not flopping, and it'll take the Duke guy not trying to trip someone. I also think if you're Wake Forest, you got to know Duke's coming to town. We got to have a plan. Yeah, get get some uh, extra security to get these guys, get these Duke players off the court. There's ten thousand people. What you can't do it? What are you, you gonna shoot them? You can't stop that many people if they're going to do it, and you can't change the results. So you just need to accept that Stork comes. They had a bunch of tasers. <laughs> you can't tase that many people. There's no automatic tasers. Or a moat. How about a moat? A moat. A moat. With Moat's an option. They could. Gators, uh, sharks. Yeah. You know, freaking laser beams. <laughs> laser moat. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we need a laser moat. It's got, like, uh, maybe this is too niche, but when Nathan Fielder put an alligator in front of that TV <laughs> to keep people from buying it, what if they just surrounded the court with alligators? That oh, are, that's like, bad because we're pro court storming on this podcast. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> but although if there were gators and they still did it, they'd be like, man, that'd be incredible. It's like a lot of time you can have like a calm gator that is fed so it won't eat anyone. Calm gator. Yeah. I, I feel like but, most gators are calm. They're very safe. They're. I feel like they're well, not. Until but they it's still enough to turn. Sorry, what were you saying, Ben? I said until they bite someone's leg off, they're calm until they eat somebody. <laughs> well, cro- crocodiles, are th- those are to be a little more feared. They Saltwater crocodiles. I've yeah, wrestled wow. alligators. I'm learning so much about large lizards. I know a lot about uh, animals. <laughs> I'm more, um, more than that about <laughs> Do we have any more duels to talk about or should we move on to questions? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, everything I wrote down, I think we talked about. Um, what is the biggest storyline heading into the postseason? Carter. I think it is, too. I think For right now. 
I think it is. It's the biggest question. Like, cause it's his history's on the yeah, line. One sixty five. And the and yeah, one sixty five is definitely big. So much fun. On the mat, it is one sixty five because Hamity versus versus Mitchell is still. I think that's a real match. Um, I don't think it's a throw. Yeah. I don't think it's a throwaway. Um, Penn State fans oh, maybe no. maybe overlooking that, but I think that's. I think that's a crazy matchup. I think both guys are kind of lunatics, fearless wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. What will the best conference uh, tournament so will Mitchell be? Get the... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, will Mitchell get the two and then Caliendo will be three, or will they go some other way? Um, That's a great question. I feel like... Because Hamity has no losses except for the All-Star. Yep, so that doesn't count. Or no, he lost he lost to David Carr. Yeah, I wonder if that'll First factor in. Year. I wonder if that'll factor in. Yeah, not for Big Ten seating. Should, uh, yeah, it shouldn't. Um Well if you're both undefeated though, what other criteria is it gonna be? National ranking, um could be a criteria. Got I'm it. not sure. So but yeah, that's a huge because Caliendo because who's going to be the four in that conference? Probably uh, Caleb Fish, Cam Amin. Oh, man. Yeah, probably not Cam. Dude, Cam's, rankings. Cam has not beaten like, anyone relevant this year. Yeah. He lost to Antrell. Like, Antrell might be the four or five. So, like, they're good, though. He, he's... It's looking like, according to our rankings, Caleb Fish or Antrell Taylor. Kozak released Big Ten seed predictions. Oh. Um, so that would be relevant. But but best conference weight. I I think as a whole, am more excited for Big Twelves than I am for Big Tens, which is probably the first time forever that I could say that because of one sixty five that we didn't get Car Keegan mm-hmm. this past weekend and Bastida versus uh, Hendrickson. I'll also hey, say a super yeah. competitive team race as well. One eighty four really the Big Twelve. That guy's in plot. Uh, Feldkamp, Bergy, Wolf, um, Clayton, Whiting. Yeah, kind of like really deep. Really deep. According to Kozak's predictions, um, Caleb Fish will be the four seed at 165. Antrell Taylor. Then Stoney Buell, who is 27th in the country, wow. but will be the sixth oh. seed at 165, according to Kozak's predictions. Who does prediction. he have one, two, and three? One, two, three is Hamidi, Messenbrink, and Caliendo. But I think he wrote this before this weekend also. I don't know. I don't think that would change it wouldn't affect it. I don't know if Caliendo's win over Olenek would have any impact on anything. Because no. he, no, lo- he lost to both those guys. Lost. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, Big 12 is going to be fire this year for sure. And the team race dynamic mm-hmm. on top of all that, there is going to be a, a legitimate team race. between. And, you know, I'd be curious to see – Who's favored to even win that conference? Iowa State. You got Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State having 10 legit guys is really going to help. Missouri, they can get healthy. That'll be tough. I want to get people in the chat chiming in on who they think, what weight they think will be the toughest, the t- like the most fun weight at a conference tournament. What yeah. do you guys think? Mm. Probably 165. For me, 165 Big 12s. Cause, yeah, because that has Keegan Carl, Peyton Hall also, and then the teams I think they're scrappy. And I, I just put more weight on the one big match versus 
four or five really good depth of talent matches. Yeah. 125 in the Big Ten, I'm sure, is going to be really fun. There's so many. You can have a lot of outcomes there. I'm excited for that. That one's going to be seated, Tyler. That one's going to be all over the place. Yeah. And 125 at Nationals is going to be so much fun. Every match is going to be can't miss, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? You could be watching the champion. Uh, What else we got, Tyler? I know there are a bunch of good questions. Um, Let me see. People want to know about Vito. Um, If Vito's so banged up that he can barely wrestle this semester, why even wrestle at NCAAs? Why risk losses due to injury or re-aggravation before Olympic team trials? So Ben was saying, has been saying all season. Been saying. And then this tweet also says he's even publicly stated that freestyle is more important to him. Well, yeah, that's not a secret or a surprise. Um, yeah, Ben wants Vito to quit. I just am <laughs> not quit. I'm to him. Uh, I th- I'm sure it's just precautionary and they're getting him healthy. I do think there is a real, real issue there. Uh, but I think he'll be back. But man, 33 is, it's kind of interesting because, you know, after what he did last year at NCAAs and Worlds, he was like, I was never fully going to go veto next topic at 133 because Dayton is so viable it was close but you know you're thinking about it and now you have 33 is i that is winnable for dayton that is winnable for ryan crookham it's winnable for Vito, and probably some others you have 74 now which at least is a conversation we're not going to skip the weight like we have all freaking year long now it's like all right you got a hobbled starachi that way that way becomes interesting so really this last little bit is have made those Wait's really interesting. I do think Vito will be back for conferences. Um, and I think he'll be ready to rock come NCAAs. It's my hope, at least. Um, mm-hmm. What is the over-under on number of teams that will have five All-Americans? I don't Ooh. know. Not three and a half? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Without what actually looking at the rankings there? and like writing them down. Five All-Americans is a lot. It is a lot. Maybe two and a half. It's obviously Penn State. I, Iowa, Bobby, Nebraska. It's going to get tough. Probably Michigan. I'd say actually higher, like three and a half or four and a half. I would take over three and a half. Yeah. It's going to be four or five. Yeah. NC State will be pushing. NC State's right there. Virginia Tech could. I mean, Tech. Oklahoma State could. Absolutely, Oklahoma State. Iowa State could. Mm-hmm. Could Missouri? Oh, yeah. All-American. Um, Mahler's All-American before. Keegan, Peyton, uh, Elam, Elam. That's six. And then White Ants also. Certain. Could All-American? Certainly. <laughs> yeah, Certainly. I said it. Yeah, your your internet's really been struggling this last little bit. As, Has it? As your uh, roommates have been waking been up struggling. in your hotel. I know, buddy. I appreciate you coming on because I know you don't feel good, and it's. I shouldn't have listened to. You. I shouldn't have let you guilt me into showing up. Well, I should have stayed. Honestly, sleeping. I didn't know what I wanted more. I said it this morning. I was like, I don't know what would have been better, if if Ben also missed work because he was sick, or you uh, you, you getting tough and being on the show. But the show's not the same without you, Ben. So I'm glad you're. And you got to get uh, in that Pacific Ocean. It's healing. Yeah, that's the- that's. Uh, I was reading about it. You got that all the minerals in the water so you gotta, I'll, I'll try to go take a soak tyler you have to drink it though yeah you do have oh, to drink no. it no you, you have to ingest it no that's what i've been that's what yeah. i did <laughs> no you know what it does Don't to do the frogs that. though yeah. <laughs> yeah oh that's not in the ocean that's in the, uh, the rivers <laughs> yeah um mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, we had the Wisconsin State Tournament. That's what I was watching. Three days should have wrestling. I didn't get to watch too much else. And then we had like two other dudes get sick, but they were puking. Flu, and I didn't puke at all, but I did get sick. Man, I was. We uh, I got so sick Friday. I realized it during Caleb's private lesson with Tyler when Tyler beat me in dodgeball. And I said, <laughs> something's up here. Because I literally murdered him five straight games last time we played. I said, something's up. And I felt uh, terrible. Then I had like 103. He had feet. one hot day. He's acting like he always beats me. I usually beat you. I am, and then that one day you had a hot streak, and then I would beat oh no, you. That, that, is, that is the reality of the situation. Everything you know what, that happened before. It just shows what you're made of because some people show up when they have the flu, and some people aren't tough, and you're the latter. Yes. No, uh, I, you I, know, uh, Tyler seems way more athletic than you, Christian. Kind of even dodgeball. I know he seems that way. And by, by classical measurements of athleticism, you may think that, but arm strength, me. That's uh, so crazy. It's, it is, but it's true. I can throw harder Your than you. Arm strength is stronger. Absolutely, than you? arm is stronger. Hundred meter dash. Hundred meter. Hundred meter dash. Hundred meter dash. I would dust you. Uh, probably not by as much. There's as video you think. evidence of me beating JD in a hot dog eating hundred meter dash. You go, well. You, you. I finish the hot dog faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your athleticism. But that is part of my athleticism. You're gonna, oh, now we're gonna say Joey Chestnut's not an athlete. I, I'm saying it. Get me off this nah. show. Listen, I'll. No, he is an athlete. One of the best of all time. He is. Probably number two behind Seabiscuit. Tyler, Tyler's secretariat. Secretariat. And the Lions from the Ghost in the Darkness. <laughs> Those two are two of the greatest athletes of all time. Uh, hey, uh, there was one more good question here that I thought. Uh, there was one funny question and one good question. The funny question I'll just, yeah, 10 I'll minutes. just read it. Is Pat Smith using his camera time to tell a story about how he knew Joe Williams was going to be really good after Pat wrestled and teched him? The greatest humble brag in history. That was so funny. Because <laughs> he's funny. like, yeah. Because like they're using this guy because they think he they're gonna he's gonna beat you. And he's like, I technical followed him, but I knew he was gonna be great. <laughs> that was incredible. So yeah. funny, right? That was a good. That was a. We need to get the Smiths on the mic funny. just as much as we can. Absolutely, yes. they're cool. all. <laughs> Dude, he's so funny when he gets in front of the camera. It's awesome. Yeah, John is all right. So candid. You got to listen close here, Christian. Which of these rankings would have been the most surprising if someone told you this a year ago? Figs, 24. Standage, 2. Downey, 9. Zerbin, 2. Nagao, 8. Rob, 13. Camacho, 20. Amin, 11. Foca, 11. Kennedy, 5 at 74. Figs. Yeah, figs, right? I was going like to say Camacho. Or Standage at 2. Standage at 2 is crazy. Yeah. I mean, he was at one at one point, I think, for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, maybe it's Stanish. I, I'd say I would just never expect Figs to drop that far. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but you can say, you can see them go, is he hurt? Which way I think he wasn't healthy. Probably. Yeah. So you, there's a way to maybe get to that solution. Yeah. Honestly, maybe I should say, I mean, I've literally been predicting the most chaotic weight since before this season started. So I guess technically none of my answers should involve a 25-pounder. Um, Peyton Rob at 13 is kind of crazy, but it's That's not that crazy. crazy because that weight is really tough and really deep. Well, plus, remember, we were talking, is he even going to be able to wrestle this year? Yeah, if you told me that beginning yeah. of the year, I was like, well, he's got a flesh-eating situation he's still yeah. recovering from. 
Um, there was way too many on there also. Um, one of them involved Ryder yeah. Downey at nine. Um, I wouldn't have called that one, though. Yeah, I don't know. Some of them I'd be Googling a little bit. Uh, Vinny Zerbin at two. Zerbin at two. <laughs> Might be the answer. Yeah. That is incredible. He did beat Levi. He did. The question is a year ago. So a year ago would be after, or almost after we knew that Levi would be an NCAA finalist. Well, Levi beat him at NCAAs also. Did he really? I'm almost positive. I think it was like a pigtail. I'll look it up. I think I'm right. I might be wrong. Okay, I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure they wrestled. Yeah, Vinny was the, like the 32 seed. Um, 23 season. I don't think they wrestled at NCAA Boys. Okay. I made that up. Edit that out. More misinformation. Edit that out, Tyler. I really thought they did. All uh, right. Should we talk about the Olympic tri- trials? Or not Olympic trials. The Olympic <laughs> qualifier coming up? Talk about the Olympic trials. The Olympic trials. Yes. Yeah, qualifier. When's it start? JD's going. It's going. We'll have the show Thursday, too, because freestyle's not till Friday. So they go Greco, then women, and then men's freestyle Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. A, a day for each style. Yes. So Friday's men's freestyle. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we got Zane Richards going at 57. Mm-hmm. His top competitions could be Roman Bravo Young. We've got and whoever Cuba says. But if says, they end up on opposite sides, they don't wrestle. Correct. They do not wrestle. The finals are not being contested. Nope. Which is annoying. Yeah, it's kind of weird because why? Because top two qualify so they're not sure. for the Olympics, so the job is done. You're saying the re- you're just predicting that the wrestlers will No 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 they don't have it. They yes. don't have it. They're just no. not even doing it. Correct. They don't do it. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The heck? Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's they didn't do that last time, did they? I don't, I don't think so. Well, yeah, I, I think last time it was just one. Was... I can't recall. Oh, it's always final. It's always the finals, but now the last chance will be top three. Yeah, it's always finalists, but... That is... They're just not going to wrestle the finals? Okay. No. Yeah, that's... Down after semis. And then Nick Lee at 65, top competition. Gomez? Gomez, I would suppose. Yes, yes. Golly, Ned. Get him out of here. <clears throat> Don't even, you know what? If the lace is there, Nick. Josh Kramer. Don't worry about it. Kramer is good at freestyle, guys. I wish he was for a European nation. <laughs> um, he's beaten some some guys in his day. Uh, so yeah, that's coming up. Good. Someone good programming. Uh, on Twitter, Matthew Stein wanted to know if uh, if we think that USA Wrestling is making a mistake by not sending Spencer to qualify at fifty-seven. He was not eligible. Yeah, I mean it's. I, I, I hate the whole vibes choice thing. It's like yeah. we have a process. Like he could have made the team. He could have made the team in years prior. He could have earned medals. Mm-hmm. Like that's what Vito and Dayton and Zane did to get the spot. And he didn't do that. So you don't get to, you know, you don't get to do that. So uh, I, I think our process is fine. I, I kind of always, not always, but I have over the last I don't know, eight years defended the process USA wrestling has. I think it makes sense. I think this is how you should do it. I think the reason people are saying it, if, if Dayton and Vito challenge or Gilman, so Dayton, v- Dayton and Vito were eligible to, as well as Gilman and none of them, uh, none of them did. To. So if they went through, if, if you had seen Zane Richards beat those guys and then be the rep, I don't think we would have these complaints. But Zane didn't get that opportunity because why? They did not want to do it. 
So yes. don't you don't get to punish Zane for that. He in my mind he got he beat pa- Thomas. Yeah, he and beat he beat Thomas Gilman straight twice. up. He beat Gilman two times straight up. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So um He earned it. He earned it, and then it's not our last crack if he doesn't get it. You know, he can he or whoever, it'll be our rep ultimately that'll go and send it uh at the Europe in Europe for the last chance qualifier. We gotta get top three. That's a bloodbath. You wanna get it done in your in your conference in your uh, conference. Continent. <laughs> in your uh, conference. The Pan Am conference. Um on a separate note, the Pan Am going back to the Pan Am championships, I think some people may not be aware that Nick Suriano is now qualified for Olympic team trials. You said that? I said it on this show. That? On this show. This show? Yes. This, this very show. Well, you know I don't listen when you talk. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. See? Do you guys you guys are getting a, a little inside peek. Everyone's like, oh Tyler's such a nice guy. He's so cool. I'm over this here. is what I'm he's trying like. to run the chat. I'm trying That's to... a little microcosm of the day to days. Oh, you said that? He doesn't. He just tunes me out. You know I have all this wisdom, all this knowledge. And he just turns his nose up. But yes, Nick is qualified. We should mention that. Because maybe some of the other listeners tune me out as well. Yeah. Don't say that. I talk <laughs> I talk probably the most or second most on this show. That would be bad. Well. Okay. All right. What else you got? Um, I don't I don't see any more questions. Oh yeah. That's what and Taylor also qualified. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Which is notable because is he going back down to sixty five for I don't know Olympic trials? I don't um, know. And he didn't, similarly to Nick, he qualified at a non-Olympic uh, yeah. weight, so you don't have to make a severe cut. I, I'm not, you're looking at me like I have insider information? Well, I'm looking at you like your boys with him, so maybe I am. hook it up. That is my boy, but I don't know. I could ask. He's got to go down. Tell him he's got to go down. I, he, yeah. he was beating Andrew Ramirez. He has to go down. That's true. He was beating him, but I'm not going to tell Alec what he has to or has to not do, Christian, because he's my friend. Okay? You just be like, man to man, some advice. <laughs> Starve yourself for several months. It'll be better for you. I know, I know that's really a really tough weight for him to make. Yeah, I know. He's obviously really, really good at 70 kilos, but 65 really can suck the juice out of people. We've seen it happen to Zane, too, with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, James Green. James Green. Yeah, it, it it's really an unfortunate circumstance. The weight classes for the Olympics. Yeah, big bummer. Um, but parting thoughts from Ben before we go. Will you be on the show Thursday? I'm, I'm done. I'll be here Thursday. I'll have more energy and I'll be back up to form. I thought you did a great job, Ben. Thank you for tuning in, uh, calling in. Ben loves tough podcasting. He does. He's a, a certified tough, tough guy. Podcast. He's a certified tough guy, and he's caveman cute. They say. I'm coining that. All right, I'm out of here. People in the chat were upset that you said cute on a wrestling podcast. I don't care. (laughs) That's the the thing. It was funny. And Ben liked it. It wasn't to you, uh, podcast listeners. It was to the podcaster, the man in the arena. Hey, we have a clip we need to play to sign off. Okay. This is for all the uh, longtime listeners. We'll really appreciate it. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. In this past weekend. Okay. Nikki, if we can can pull up this clip as we sign off. Oh, no. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Holy cow. All right, one more time on the top. So he gets it on that double, run your feet, 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 feet. And he goes through all the tables. That's so ridiculous. 
Was that against Rasmussen? Yes. Don't do that to my guy. He DM'd me uh, after uh, about something South Dakota State related, and then he's like, hey, don't. Well, I won't even say what I'm not going to bring up anymore because I said I wouldn't bring up anymore. But now he's officially a cool guy. <laughs> Anyways, the North Dakota State dude is just running him 15 to 20 feet off the mat. That's hilarious. Straight out of the Don Bradley playbook. Yep, I love it. Those heavyweights, once they get going, they don't want to stop. The only thing that could have made that better was just a table with space sitting behind it. I know. Receiving yeah. end. With the audio. Just him getting dump trucked. All right, well, thank you, All guys. All right, here we go. We got in the background. Yeah. We love tough podcasting. We love... Tough podcasting? Yeah. You said top podcasting. No. Okay. I said tough. Don't argue. Well, I have... See, he's argumentative. Almost time for Acapulco. All right. Well, JD, Be have nice. fun. Say hello. Yeah, be nice. Say hello. Is Connor Petros going with you this time? No, I'm solo. Solo mission? Okay, that could be... I don't know. You saved Connor's life <laughs> in multiple ways. That's how he became the sweet prince was Acapulco. So thanks for that. We'll tell that story another day. Goodbye, Tyler. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back Thursday. He played the intro song. Nikki! <laughs> For the love of the Lord, Nikki. All right, close enough. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to be back Thursday. Have a great Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll leave you with this devastation of the South Dakota State bench. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.